Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram podcast with your host, certified Enneagram coach, Milton Stewart, where we do it for the Enneagram, not Instagram. We make moves to improve our lives and those in our community. Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Happy New Year. We are talking about arrow lines in this series that we're on, and we're talking about the type five. Let's go intro. Finding help for your mental and emotional struggles can be challenging. With so many barriers like cost and even feeling safe looking for a counselor can be tricky. So I know it's hard. And you know, the worst part is you really don't have the time or mental space to be trying to figure out how to find a counselor when you're having personal struggles. So thanks to BetterHelp, they are built on making counseling accessible, affordable, convenient so that anyone who's having struggles in their life can actually get the help they need at any time and anywhere, which is so important, especially now. All the professionals are licensed, trained, experienced, and accredited. And what I love so much about them is that they have a diverse group of counselors with a broad and various amounts of different backgrounds to help all their different clients. If you need some help, try BetterHelp. You can get a 10% off discount from your first month when you go to betterhelp.com forward slash do it. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash D-O-I-T. All right, so what are arrow lines? The Enneagram symbol has so much intelligence to it. There's an Enneagram of personality, the one in which, you know, this podcast is deeply based on, but there's also an Enneagram of process. And so there's the process Enneagram, which we talk about the laws of one, three, law of seven, which I'm not getting into in this episode. But there is so much intelligence in the lines and the symbols and everything a part of the Enneagram. And so one of those beautiful things are the arrows that we have in the Enneagram. If we're looking at what is an arrow line, it's the lines you see that actually go between the Enneagram symbol and connect to another number. And so there can be called lines at times, called arrows, um, different things, but they are those lines that connect different numbers and they mean something. They all have a rich, deep meaning to it. This is very important because this episode is all about that. So connecting them actually helps us to find out where a lot of the different qualities and maybe what something is missing from certain types based on what arrows they're connected to. It gives them some type of quality that maybe that they personality structure really needs to be more healthy or to work through something. Something that's very important is that some of the old terminology or some terminology some people still use is integration and disintegration when they talk about the movement of the arrow lines. You know, in today's society, we don't necessarily always use integration and disintegration, especially disintegration, because it sounds very um, maybe counter into the way that we use the word now. So it's not like you're falling apart or you're like shredding or becoming something um, or dissipating or something like that. So we don't really use that terminology anymore. Now, the terminology stress and security arrows and lines, those are still used, and they are talking about which specific arrow that you're headed to. But as we dive into this, there's a little bit more of understanding that the arrow lines and the direction actually truly matter. 
And there's a little bit of new terminology that has kind of been added to it from the CP Enneagram space. That's the Beatrice Chestnut and Uranium Pius. And I'll use a little bit of that today and what I'm teaching. Just kind of sink and soak with that if you haven't heard too much about the arrows yet. Also, if you're going to describe the arrows, because we're talking about the type five, the direction really matters. And so here we're going to break down a little bit of which arrows that five has, which they go to the seven and eight and what they mean. The type five has one arrow pointing towards the type seven. And the type five has the other arrow pointing towards the type eight, if you look on the Enneagram. Now, we're going to use terminology that's called going with the arrow sometimes and going against the arrow, okay? Because in some symbols, you may just see lines, but they're actually arrows. There's actually a directional pattern to them that matters, okay? So when I say going with the arrow, this would be considered going towards the seven, and that's going against the arrow be considered going towards the eight, all right? So going with the arrow is towards the seven and going against the arrow would be considered towards the eight for the five. So the type seven going with the arrow is considered the stress point for the type five on the lower side. On the higher side, the type seven is called the resolution arrow or the resolution point, okay? I'll dive into that a little bit more what that means. Now the type eight, it's considered going against the arrow, and it's actually considered to be the security point for the type five on the lower side, okay? And on the higher side, the type eight is considered the energizing point or the energizing arrow, which I'll explain, and it'll make so much sense in a little bit. In growth, there is a focus on moving against the arrow first, then moving with the arrow. So let me repeat that. The focus here when we're doing some of this inner work is to actually move against the arrow first in order to get the right energy and then to move with the arrow to actually get to the resolution point. Why are these lines actually important? If you are only stuck in your number, then there's so much work to be done. And the arrow lines are specific ways to help loosen the ego's grip upon you. And so, you know, as we continuously do this work, the goal is not to be stuck in our type structure, right? That's not the goal to say, oh, I'm this number. Yay for me. And like, just stay there. No, the goal is to do the inner work. Then eventually it leads into also outer work. So you're improving not only yourself, but your community as well. Here are some of the benefits um, from each arrow of this type. The lower side is the unconscious movement. So the unconscious movement is not being aware of what's actually going on. It's more like you are reacting and more mechanical than actually like a human and you're actually truly choosing what you want to do. So the type five structure, when it's headed to the eight in security, they become more angry, very defensive around their boundaries and privacy, and intellectually arrogant about their truth. And they energetically withdraw as a power move. This is one of the things that if you've ever like been around someone who's a five long enough and you've seen them get to a point where they no longer really feel secure. And here's the thing to understand about the security part. It is ego security. It's not necessarily physical security. It's like an ego structure security. So when they don't feel secure in a way, they can go towards the eight. And this is when you will see much stronger energy come out from a five. Fives have an abundance amount of like strong energy that they like actually share out. And I would say anger, matter of fact. And it's real interesting. A lot of times you may not have witnessed a five or if someone hasn't witnessed, if you're listening as a five, 
the anger and strength that you have. And a lot of times fives don't even recognize sometimes how much force and veracity that they have when they do exhibit anger because they're not always it's not always really there and they don't really like use it very often necessarily a lot of times for most fives. And so a lot of times when it does come out, it comes out very strong or stronger than they even think or recognize because there's a lot going on there. So a lot of times that can happen if they do feel insecure, like they don't feel secure in a way. So they go to the security arrow for them, which is eight. And especially around these things that come to boundaries or come to privacy, they are so serious about those things, you know. So if those things and they're feeling like those things are like being broached or that somebody's trying to get into their boundaries, get past their boundaries or trying to find out something about them they don't want them to know, you can have a really strong reaction from type five. And then they also can use energetically withdrawing themselves as a power move. And so you don't always have to move against a person to actually like create a power move. You can move away from a person in a way. And fives can do that with that lower side eight energy from their security point of the type eight. So they have to really be careful because it is much stronger than they think. And it has a longer lasting effect than they think sometimes on people. Also, five moving to the seven arrow in stress, which is considered the stress arrow. And remember, this is more ego or personality stress, not stress like you've been working a long day and you just got real tired. But it's an ego stress. It's a stress that your ego structure has been under and it feels that some type of way it's been stressed out. It's constantly getting things that become stressful to it. And so fives, when they move towards the seven, they start to actually become more anxious, more nervous. And they're when they are humorous or they're funny, it's actually more of a nervous humor, a manner of maybe deflecting and not dealing with something, right? Avoiding something potentially. They over ideate and fives think a lot, but it turns from not just problem solving, but to idea oriented thinking and they can stay there too long. And then they also, their problem solving skills become more scattered. And so if you think about the lower side of the seven, these are all different traits that sevens have if they're not careful and then show up a little bit more often is the anxiousness right in the body. There's a little bit jitteriness in the body, a nervousness with humor sometimes, especially when it comes to avoiding or deflecting something. Ideation is where sevens live, um, but they have to be careful not to overdo it. And so this happens with the five when they go towards just too much stress for too long on their ego structure. And then as much as fives love to solve problems, and they have the ability in their minds to really go through and peel back the layers and really deconstruct things, it becomes more scattered, a little bit harder to do when they move towards that arrow. Now, on the higher side, which is called more of a conscious movement, and this is a movement that is more aware, right? There's a higher level of awareness here. And most of the times, it takes a higher level of awareness to really do this, but sometimes the environment can actually help us to produce some of these different ways we've seen in ourselves before, even if we weren't fully, fully aware of just ourselves and our impact on what's going on in our lives and our personality and our ego structure. So sometimes environment helps us with that. You can also do the opposite, right, depending on where we are. Now, five's moving to the eight, right? And this is moving against the arrow. This is called the energizing point, right? The energizing arrow. And this is important to note because just alone, the energy that we possess, our ego structure, the way that it likes to manifest energy and likes to feel, it doesn't have enough within itself to really get us to a point where we can grow and develop in deeper levels. For the type five, when they're moving against the arrow to the eight to actually get the right energy, it helps them to be more grounded in their bodies, right? More confident and assertive and exercise and walk into their power. This is so important to understand for fives because 
A lot of times fives do not fully embody their body because of so much energy, so much time, so much of their resources are spent in their head. They don't really, really, really embody their whole full body. And when we don't embody our bodies, which sounds interesting to even say, we don't really step into and really feel the power that we really have. And so fives a lot of times make themselves smaller than they are, even in their posture, but not only in their posture, but also maybe in conversations, in groups, in rooms. They make themselves smaller because they don't fully step into their power all the time, right? And so they really have to be careful. So to get in the right energy or going against the arrow using some of that eight energy and actually activating that arrow within fives, what it does for you, it really allows you to step into your power, to actually take up the space that you truly occupy and not to belittle the space physically and not just look for it as a mental way, but in a physical way. Because when we do that, we actually are a little bit more confident. When we sit, when we carry ourselves, when we walk a certain way, when we're in our bodies, there's a certain confidence that comes with that within the body. Not just am I competent, right, in my head, but my body feels confident here. And there's a whole different energy that you give off. And so fives in that sense are more assertive. And not aggressive, because fives have a way that they can be aggressive, and fives are definitely usually direct. It's just a more of an assertiveness that they communicate, that they share, and that is bound by them, that is much more grounded and healthy for them. When fives have that grounded energy, they're able to step into their power. Now they're ready to go with the arrow to the type seven. So when fives go to the type seven, they go to what's called the resolution point, the resolution arrow. And what that does, it allows them to be more fun and adventurous, which is amazing to see fives really dive down and have fun and really just be spontaneous and just have a good time. It allows them to explore more of their ideas outside of their mind. More joy and happiness is embodied. That's one of the beautiful things about it. Fives are actually able to engage in some of those great ideas, some of those great thoughts. They're actually living it. They're actually experiencing it because a lot of times fives are really thinking it, right? They're processing it in their heads but they're not necessarily always living and manifesting it in the real world and feeling it and experiencing it. This is one of the things by going to the seven arrow, to the resolution point, it allows them to take some of those mental models, those mental ideas, and actually start to live them out, try them out, actually start to dive in, maybe tinker, take things apart, explore some of the things, and put their real ideas out there into the real world and see what happens with them, to be able to explore them and not sometimes just fully think about it and maybe even have a little fear around it of actually trying something new, right? Because sevens will just jump up and try something out of the blue, right? Spontaneous. They may not even be sure that they know how to do it, but they're like, sure, I can figure it out, right? And so for fives, they're able to embody some of that energy from the seven and really go out there and explore some, right? And so they're not held up so much by, I have to be competent and capable to really engage before I can engage, I need to know enough, right? Or I need to do this. They just kind of say, I can go with it, right? And with that comes this beautiful connection to happiness and joy. When you're able to be more, I guess, expressive and you're able to explore more and just try things, it actually engages and allows new perspectives, new information, new knowledge, new experiences to come in and truly kind of transform and give happiness and joy to type fives. So it's a beautiful thing. If you look at the structure, which is so important to notice, every number is connected to two numbers that they need so badly. So if you look at the five, they are literally connected to, on the Enneagram, the numbers who are the most expressive naturally, the most spontaneous, the most impulsive two numbers, right? And so that's given indication for the type five that guess what? There needs to be more energy given externally actually to be more spontaneous 
a little bit more impulsive or just to be able to do, right? Because sometimes there's a withdrawal thing and there's a sitting back and there's a withholding in. And so understanding that the energy of the eight and the seven that are in the five and that when you do give that energy out, when you do step into your power, when you do go out and have fun and explore, the energy you feel that your personality feels you're just going to lose and be so depleted you can't do anything, you're actually going to receive energy back. And you're going to receive energy back in your heart and your body. And that's also is going to allow you to tap into that energy that you have. Because many times fives are really tired because their minds are always busy. There is a mental fatigue that takes down the whole body. And for fives, when you're disconnected from your body, it makes it really hard to access the heart energy and the body energy. Because those are two different reservoirs of energy that everyone has. But for the type five, it can be really difficult if you're not in the body. And just thinking about something practical, you know, that could be helpful for type fives to do is, especially when you look at going to the eight arrow first, stretch. One thing eights can do that's really easy, no matter where you are in your life, hopefully, you're able to do something some type of stretch, right? Some type of noticing your body, maybe some breathing, maybe um, working out. There's something to help you get in contact with the body because for the type five, getting in contact with the body helps you to eventually the heart to come online as well so that you're more integrated throughout the day, okay? Because the head knowledge is strong and that's a natural thing and it's nothing wrong with that. It's just that you have certain things that you have to do to make sure you integrate. And so one thing is making sure you do something that engages your body and you should try it early in the morning. I recommend putting something in your routine. It can be qigong, it can be yoga, it can be meditation, but anything that helps you to feel your body stretching, something simple, jogging in place, stumping your feet. I mean, it got to do something, you know, to really do that. And then with the seven portion, once eights are in their bodies, they're usually a little bit more obviously integrated and attuned to being able to say, hmm, let me go ahead and try that today. Let me take this idea or let me take this what I figure out and put it out there in the world or give it a try. So I just want to encourage you to really pay attention to that as well um, because that's very helpful. And for the sevenness, I mean, fives have so many things that they're interested in, right? Find a way to either share it out in the world with someone or a community that works with you. You know, maybe join a group that you can do things with or be able to build something like, but get your body movement into whatever that you're doing. Explore, try something every once in a while, right? That you're exploring, which will really, really help you go somewhere that you thought about going, but never did it or something you've been planning for and preparing for, but never really got into it. Just give it a shot, give it a try. It'll be very, very helpful. That's all I have for this episode for the Type 5. And so super glad you're listening. Thank you for checking in today. I hope you're doing well. Uh, remember, if your type structure comes up and it's starting to act a fool, take a deep breath and then just really feel your body and then make a better choice. Okay, and do it for the gram, the Enneagram, of course. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.